Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, awesomes. Before this episode begins, I want to make sure I give you the heads up on a very fun first time ever event that we are doing with our superstar awesomes. We are going to have our first ever book club discussion. We are discussing Tabitha Carvin's book, This Is Not a Book About Benedict Cumberbatch, The Joy of Loving Something, Anything Like Your Life Depends on It. Our superstars got the heads up on this a couple of weeks ago, and we are so excited to host our first ever on Zoom live book club discussion. It's going to be on Sunday, September 18th at 4 p.m. Eastern time. If you want more details and if you need to get signed up to become a superstar, you can do that so that you can join in on our first ever book club discussion of this book that really unpacks what it means to love what you love, something we believe in strongly here. It's sort of awesome. If you want the details, and you want to know how to get signed up, or if you're a superstar and you're listening, this is your official notice. Sunday, September 18th at 4 p.m. Eastern. Go to patreon.com slash sort of awesome and get all signed up to become a superstar. Now, on to this week's conversation. It's September the 9th, 2022, and I am so excited about this conversation because, you guys, we are back in our Midlife with Mindy and Meg series. And I'm just going to be super honest, any day that I get to talk to my friend and sort of awesome regular Mindy Browse is a very awesome day for me. Hi, Mindy. How are you? Hi, Meg. It is for me also. I'm always excited. I even wake up early on these days because my body oh. is like, you get to talk to Meg. And that's a compliment because I don't, I don't like, I haven't been doing well about waking up early. So I was excited. (laughs) Yay. Okay. Well, I hope that you have, you know, had your caffeine and like everything that we need to do to be focused because we're tackling some real, (laughs) just really like physical topics today, right? We are. We really are. And they're a little bit uncomfortable. And that's a cultural thing. And we'll, we'll, we'll hit on that. But man, yeah, I was like, God, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you are new to Sort of Awesome, you may not know about my series with Mindy. This series, though, is speaking to so many of our awesomes, Mindy. I know both of us both just like privately and offline have gotten so much feedback mm-hmm. from so many people who are so grateful that we're bringing these conversations to the awesome nation. If you are new to Sorta Awesome, but you want to know like what else we have talked about, if you go back through the Sorta Awesome feed, you can find all of my conversations with Mindy. They all start with, let's talk about midlife. And then we give you a little preview there in the title about what the topics are for that episode. So you can go back. We've been doing this for for a number of episodes now. And I'm just, I'm so thankful for our time together, Mindy. I think this is going to be a really a great conversation at, once again today. I agree. And it's, it's always so encouraging to hear from y'all, just so you know. So don't ever hesitate to reach out because when Meg and I are having conversations, we're blessed and encouraged and we're like, man, that was great. But then we love knowing that it didn't just go ping into mm-hmm. on a, you know, an empty ground. Right. And so thank you. Thank you. Don't ever hesitate to encourage us because that's why we do it, right? That's why it's recorded. I mean, it's don't just sit yes. here and talk. We want to help. So yeah. 
That is so true. So today we're going to be talking about hot flashes, certainly something that most (laughs) everyone knows is associated with this time of life. But also we're going to talk about some skin issues, just like tiptoe into the minefield that is talking about anti-aging products and marketing and just like other changes happening to our skin. Like I said, it's going to be a real physical conversation with Mindy today. So you guys get ready for that. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Welcome back, Awesomes, to the show that is all about helping you find conversation, friendship, and community. We are so thrilled to tell you that you have found yourself in one of the best places in the world to be if you're looking for a little support, some friendship, ways to make life a little bit better and a little bit more awesome. I have to take just a minute to give a big, huge shout out to our sort of awesome superstars. These are our Awesomes who support us on Patreon. If you are grateful if you're enjoying the ongoing joy that sort of awesome brings you, you really do have our superstars to thank for that. Not only do they bring listener support to the show, they are really the heartbeat of our community. We turn to them for feedback, for ideas, for inspiration. We love you so much, superstars. And right now is a perfect time to take the plunge and here at the beginning of the month, join us on Patreon. You can find out how to get bonus episodes, ad-free versions of this show. You get our texting number so you can text us, get texts from us, all of the things. All of that can be found over at patreon.com slash sort of awesome. We make it super easy to get you all signed up and to become a superstar as Mindy is and so many people that we love featuring the voices of on sort of awesome. So Mindy, again, we do, we have notes and notes. You guys, Mindy is we just need to acknowledge you are such a research queen when it comes to our conversations. We have so many notes going into each of our topics. Thank you. Oh yeah. It's fun. You're, you're so good at that. at like really digging in and and bringing the wisdom to the people. So I can't wait for us to get to that, but first let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our awesomes of the week. Awesome of the week is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about, well, just whatever's making life a little more awesome right now, whether it is a book or a TV show, maybe it's a movie or a podcast or music, some kind of product, something that's bringing that gold sparkle to our days. Mindy, what do you have for us this week? Um, okay, so I feel like this is the hardest part of the show for me because it's really hard to narrow <laughs> down. Like, what do I want to share about? Oh, and yes. it's, it's one of those things that for you guys – recording every week, you're like, oh gosh, okay, great. But man, I have to go, well, I can't share all eight things that I'd really like to talk about. So today I chose an app <laughs> and it's for, it's, which is really unusual. I, I mostly only use apps for reading and Instagram and social media, but I have discovered one. Yeah. It's called Drivealog and it is, it was created by Adam Brooks, who is a former special ed teacher. He's a speaker we had him on Bookend Homeschoolers to talk about bullying, and it was an amazing episode. But this product has been a part of our family for a while, and it really reflects the heart of wanting to talk about things with our kids in a way that's not very confrontational. It's just a little more natural, but also really intentional. And he created this product, and there are cards to begin with, like little deck of cards. And 
We loved that. And he was trying to stay away from screens because he was like, engage with your kids, not with a screen. But man, we were all like, yeah, so Adam, it'd be so cool if this was an app. (laughs) Okay. So what this does is it has questions that you can ask your kids. And the idea here is to have 10 touch points on a topic before kids are comfortable really sharing about it on their own and asking questions. That means we have to hit it 10 times. And I'm an older mom, Meg. I'm 52. And I kind of was like, aren't I done with this? But oh no, I have seven kids. So I'm not done with it. For but sure. the world is much, much different than it was when Hannah Beth, my 25-year-old, was little and was a teenager. Like it's shockingly different just in the last yes. 10 years. Like really crazy. So these are really interesting things that kids come across, but we may not realize it and help us think about. So like an example of a card would be if someone took a picture of you out in public, what would you do? A stranger. Oh. And so that's a conversation that I wouldn't have had to had that big a deal long time ago, right? I might have been like, Mm. well, that's a thing. But now that picture can go onto the internet immediately. Right. That's a question to talk about. Or another card is if somebody was picking on someone at recess, they're not your friend, but you see it happening, what would you do? Uh Like really the heart of some really great conversation. So anyway, I just, I really, really think it's awesome. And right now, in my hormonal stage, I have been struggling. And so I just needed some help, right? Let's keep talking. Let's open these doors. And the reason I like doing it and the reason he created these for in the car is because then you don't have to have eye contact. And the research shows kids will share much more easily if they aren't forced into that. And I am so old, again, (laughs) that I was taught, look me in the eye. We need to have this. You Look me in the eye. Mm -hmm. That is incredibly intimidating. And it makes us feel very vulnerable. So I was really convicted on when we have hard conversations, giving our kids space to not have to do that. And so the idea is we're in our cars now to sacrifice for some of us, because for me, that is audiobook time. And so I just, I'm just finding it really awesome as a parent and really kind of making it a little more intentional. And the kids now, Paul Lewis especially knows now, okay, well, we're going to do at least one of these cards if we're in the car. Yes. It doesn't have to be the whole drive, right? But it's a card. It's a conversation. So that is my awesome of the week. Drive a log app. Okay. Love it. I am very much looking forward to checking this out. Um, AJ, our 15 year old has for a while now, she has really been proactive about asking me to take her on drives. And that's where she and I, you know, mm. she's my second born and we got a whole lot of chaos going on around here, but she just like sort of intuitively latched onto the fact that when we're driving, we have such good talking time and it's just me and her. And, you know, usually I am just like asking her things about school and her friend group and, and those types of things. But to be able, like you said, to be more intentional with those conversation topics and in a non, um, you know, like a, a not, not high pressure situation, you know, where you're just driving. Preachy way. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm very much looking forward to checking that out. 
Okay. Well, my Awesome of the Week this week is one that I've kind of hinted about, but I never have made it a full official Awesome of the Week. I am ready to do that this week. And it is both the book series and, well, the graphic novel series and the Netflix series, Heartstopper. I brought a, I brought a prop, Mindy, because I love these books so much. I see <laughs> it. Like, uh-huh. Yes. So sweet. Are you familiar with the Heartstopper series at all? Have you heard of this, heard the buzz around this one? I am because of my kids. Yeah, Phoebe and Esther have. Okay. Okay. Well, if you do not have teens living in your house, you may not be um, up on all of the buzz around Heartstopper. But Heartstopper is a series that was originally a webcomic, which is very like both. I feel like a webcomic is both retro, Mm -hmm. but also very modern. (laughs) Oh, it's very modern. And Meg, you know, I didn't even know what they were until Esther started creating them. So oh, she yeah. she calls them webtoons. Yes, but, webtoons. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she she does she does webtoons. And I was like, wait, what is this? Yes. <laughs> There's a whole other genre oh. of things I had yeah. zero clue of. Yeah, absolutely. It is a whole thing. And I do know a lot of teens and, and younger people are super into it. So this one was created by Alice Osman. It has now been adapted into a series of published graphic novels, which Mindy, you are all in on all things books and reading. So I know that you know, graphic novels have had a huge resurgence in popularity in the past five years or so. And so it was adapted into these um, graphic novels, which again, I'm showing you this prop like anybody else can see it, but <laughs> apparently I just really want to handle this book. <laughs> you do. She's very excited, guys. It's, it's taking up the whole screen. She's like, look at this. <laughs> it is. They're like, look at it. Um, I have all four <laughs> of the graphic novels in this series, and I watched the series on Netflix. Mindy, this whole series is so charming and so sweet. So I will let you know that the like sort of the main theme, at least where the story begins is boy meets boy, boys become friends, boys fall in love. And so what we have in Heartstopper is just this really sweet look at um, teenagers in these coming of age moments and what they're beginning to understand about themselves, their identity, their orientation. And it does it in such a completely natural and organic way that you cannot help but to have like such strong feelings for these kids who are exploring these ideas. There are tons of, you know, little plot lines that have to do with friendship and friendship dynamics and dynamics within um, the bigger school. The, the the main characters are Charlie and Nick. Charlie is like a sort of um, sweet, shy, um, kind of on the kind of on the fringes of being popular kid. And he becomes friends with Nick, who is super popular, a rugby player. This takes place in in um, Britain. And, you know, just like on the opposite end of the very popular and they become friends. And so like, there's just all of these conversations about like high school dynamics, but also the two of them becoming friends. Charlie was already out as gay and Nick kind of exploring like, what is, what do my feelings about Charlie? What does it say about who I am and my identity? And so not only is this just an absolutely 
just such a sweet series to read and experience for yourself. But I've also read, Mindy, some really great think pieces written by people who identify as queer in some way, talking about how real the dynamics are in the Heartstopper series and that Alice Osman just does such a great job of really capturing it. It's like not forced. It's very authentic, very, yeah, very natural to some of these explorations that that people are having as they, you know, are going into adolescence and and high school and all of those things. So I've been waiting to talk about this because I wanted to get through all of the graphic novels before I um, talked about it. And I just, I love it so much. My heart is so full. I've been keeping them on my, on my dresser and I just, they're so pretty too. I mean, the actual illustration is again, graphic novel, but it's like really approachable. Even if you're not really, if you're like, "Ah, I don't know, that's not really the format for me. Once you get into it, super easy to read, very approachable. So I'm into it. And it's definitely been the awesome of a couple of weeks for me. Yes, that's a great, that's a great awesome to share. Yeah. So again, that's by Alice Oseman, the graphic novels. I will link to all of her stuff online, as well as to the Netflix series. If you guys want to go check it out, if you have read or watched Heartstopper, I would love to hear your thoughts on it as well. We are always talking about what's awesome in our life on social media. So come find us on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show over on Instagram or in the Hangout group. The Sort of Awesome Hangout is definitely the heart of our community, and we would love to have you join us over there on Facebook. Just search Sort of Awesome Hangout. You'll find us there. We're talking about Awesome of the Week, certainly every Friday, but all kinds of other awesomes and, you know, sometimes troubleshooting the not awesome of life together as well. And we do that on Facebook. So Mindy and I have so much midlife stuff to talk about with you guys, and we're going to get to all of that when we come right back. Okay, awesome. True story. Earlier this week, I had a little bit of a freak out, a little panic because I could not find my favorite earbuds. That's right. My Raycon everyday earbuds. I couldn't find them anywhere. Of course, I immediately had to turn my house upside down. I cannot go a day without using my Raycon earbuds. You know, I'm always listening to something. And if I'm listening to something, I want my Raycons. Now, thankfully... (laughs) As it turns out, they were just hiding in the bottom of my purse. But I am absolutely serious when I say I cannot go any day without my Raycon Everyday Earbuds. They look, feel, and sound better than ever. I have tried so many earbuds through the years. My Raycons are the only ones with those optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. You guys, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. You can trust me on that. I've tried them all. I love that Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. And of course, the price is just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. Because I'm always listening to something, I am super into the customizable sound profiles that Raycon offers, and I absolutely love the noise isolation feature. So, Awesome. Go to buyraycon.com slash sorta today to get 15% off of your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash sorta to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash sorta. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, awesomes, we are back. And again, as Mindy and I talked about at the beginning of this episode, today we're going to talk about some of the more physical components. Some of mm-hmm. the not so awesome, but maybe there's some awesome <laughs> solutions that we can find together when it comes to this part of life, When, especially when it comes to perimenopause and menopause. Of course, something everybody is familiar with are those wonderful hot flashes. So (laughs) no one told me that the slightest change in temperature around me, especially anything getting warmer, would make me break out in just full on sweat and leave me just gasping air, looking around like, is nobody else burning up? It's so hot in here. These snuck up on me. The buckets of sweat where you're like, I am drowning. I am I'm seriously, I'm sure I've soaked through my clothes and you look around and you're like, y'all are all dying, right? And they're all like living their best <laughs> life with some yes. kind of normal temperature. Yeah, Meg, that that's bizarre. Yes. It's a bizarre thing. We all know about and we hear hot flashes. We hear the term all the time, yep. but not until you experience them are you like, oh, what just happened? to me. No one told me that I would feel like a flaming hot glowing crotch, Meg. <laughs> no. I, I just said crotch. I know. I Where know. is that conversation in our life? Only sort of no awesome. One. We'll let you guys in on the fact that, hey, at some point you might feel like, what was it? A flaming hot a flaming hot crotch. glowing crotch. <laughs> I thought hot flashes would be like my cheeks or maybe my torso and they'd be quick and over. No, guys, guess what? Hot flashes can happen in the nether regions also. Oh, and goodness. Very disorienting because I had taken Jubilee to a bouncy, like gym kind of a thing with all these bouncy things. And all of a sudden, I was, I felt like I surely I'm glowing down there because it is radiating heat. And I was like, yes. Um, that can't be right. That cannot be normal. <laughs> I felt, I felt like the human torch or one of these superheroes that clearly there is orange flames radiating out from me and yes. I must look like the most ridiculous thing in the world. But everyone around me didn't seem to notice. And I went home after that, Meg, I was like, that, whoa, what was that? And I really thought something was, was wrong. That? And I am not kidding yeah. you. Jubilee's PT, like a month later, she's a little bit older than me and she's like, we were talking about hot flashes and she goes, oh, and then no one told you about, you know, down there. And I was like, oh, oh my God, that's a real thing. She's like, oh yeah, it is. And it is weird. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. So Meg and I are here to say, hey, yeah, yeah. hot flashes, they're real. They're, there's all sorts of wonderful reasons we'll talk about why. Yeah. But don't expect them to just be in one area of your body. No, no, get ready because it could happen anywhere, anytime, and any part. And that's weird. That's just weird. Have you had that happen? I have not yet had. You have not. Okay. I have not had the crotch flash. I've had the hot flash. I was unprepared for the crotch flash. It's really. I'm. I'm here to warn you that you will. Yes, I'm thankful that you're telling me. Yes. You'll be like, oh, well, everyone sees that now. (laughs) Thankfully, they do not, which is a nice little relief. Yeah. 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 Like you said, that's got to be a disorienting uh, sensation to be experiencing, especially if you're unprepared for the fact like this is going to be reality for a while. So, yeah. What as is 
most often the case when it comes to us talking about all of these changes that we're going through with perimenopause, menopause, just this whole midlife wonderful season, a lot of it comes down to changes in hormone levels. Mm-hmm. All of those changes can wreak havoc in the system of your body that's called the thermoregulatory zone. And this, I learned this from Dr. Jen Gunter, who is a very well-known, she's like the internet's favorite OBGYN who will give you the lowdown. She'll give you the scoop on anything that you're needing to know about it. And she talks about that this thermoregulatory zone, it's kind of like your body's thermostat. And as we Mm -hmm. go through these changes in hormones, your brain starts to send you messages that are, that you're hot when you're really not. It's like the, it's like our response systems become like a little glitchy. Mm -hmm. My kids are constantly talking about, oh, that's glitchy. Like, especially because, you know, internet stuff for, you know, whatever they use that term a lot. Well, guess what? Our body's thermostats, though, as we go through this phase of life, they start glitching out and sending these messages to Mm -hmm. the peripheral blood vessels and create Mm -hmm. this feeling of extreme heat along with sweating. And so even if just like there's a little bit of an increase in temperature around you, your body Mm -hmm. starts kind of flipping out and it makes you feel like you've just done a whole bunch of exercise wearing your like jeans and sweatshirts. Right. So, and, and it's, yeah, it's, it's so good times. unexpected, right? It's good time. And y'all, our skin temperature during a, a hot flash can raise five to seven degrees, our skin temperature. So Whoa. it's not, it's not like this is just an emotional reaction. This is a physical thing that is actually happening. And in our thermoregulatory, our set point can experience an abrupt increase of 150%. 150% wow. in our plasma epinephrine decreases 40%. So these are these are real things that the glitch is creating havoc with our thermoregulatory system. And it's yes. not in our minds. We're not just like, oh, it's hot in here. Ha, ha, ha. I'm being dramatic. No. Our body is actually like screaming, holy hell, it just got yes. so hot. Let's react. And it also creates... The flight or fight response, which I Mm. didn't know until researching for this today, that our blood pressure support system is increased. Our luteinizing, a hormone, triggers ovulation, the development of the corpus luteum. There's a whole lot of things that are going on during this. So it's it's not only disorienting because you're suddenly like my environment suddenly changed, but it didn't. Your body right. suddenly changed. And the, the only time our body increases its temperature, basal temperature and things is when we're pregnant and when we're perimenopausal. Yeah. It's so interesting that you said that because my one of my first clues that I was pregnant with Daisy all of these many, many, many years ago was I was teaching then and it was the end of the school year. It was May in Texas. So, I mean, it was definitely warming up. But I would be standing in front of my class, you know, trying to do like the last end of the year, just trying to get through. And this was before I even knew I was pregnant. And I would be like, you guys, 
did somebody mess with the air conditioner? Did somebody mess with the thermostat? Why is it so hot in here? I was just like (laughs) constantly sweating. Did not know I was pregnant yet, but I did. I I really did think that my high school kids were like pranking me and playing with the thermostat because it would just come on me instantly. And I would just be like, so overheated, so sweaty. And then mm-hmm. it turns out I was pregnant. And so that's yeah. so interesting. This, these are the, the zones that we are in when we're having these radical shifts in experiencing temperature. Well, and uh, this is so funny because we didn't talk about this ahead of time, but same thing for my firstborn with Hannah Beth. The reason I knew I was pregnant is I was charting um, my ovulation. I was charting my temperature. I was keeping track to see and learn. And my temperature went up. And I thought, oh, that's weird. And then it stayed up. And Paul was like, hey, you know, funny story. This chart looks a lot like the example of a pregnant one. And I was like, no, it doesn't. But yes, (laughs) it it was. And so that was my first experience in learning how our bodies change with hormone shifting. And that's what it was, of course. Our hormones reacted and now they're reacting again. But it's a lot like Meg, what's that movie? I can't think of the name right now, but all the little characters are like anger, joy, sadness. Inside Out. Okay, yes. To me, I keep picturing all the characters in Inside Out, Inside Mindy. And there's a new new character on the scene who's (laughs) taking charge, and she's gone up to the mic, and she's like, hi, I'm in charge now. And then she just starts pressing buttons like crazy. (laughs) And all the other characters are like... Joy, sadness, anger. They're all reacting. All of them. That's what's happening here. Yes. It's ridiculous. Yes. Every single one of us who are in the perimenopause phase of life definitely have an absolute agent of chaos who is running the controls and just (laughs) pushing all of the buttons, wreaking havoc in our control system. And she's called midlife and she's a be you know, one of those. Yes. She's one of those. But Meg, so something else I didn't know is that our cardiovascular system changes and our endocrine system changes during this. It's not just our thermoregulatory system. So, oh wow, okay. I I really have gained a deeper appreciation for things that we're going to talk about in a different episode. But this flight or fight response that's being created by the endocrine system and these things really brings a lot of things um, into understanding why I get angry very quickly or I react. And it's that flight or fight response that's being triggered by the hormones and that, you know, the one tapping and taking over the control down there. And, and we react either flight or fight. And so I see it now, like I sometimes want to go to my room and lay down and cry. And sometimes I want to let you know how the cow ate the cabbage, so to speak, and let you know. (laughs) And that's that reaction, you know? Yes, I do know. I do. And it, and I feel like every single time we have a conversation about these issues with midlife, I keep saying this, I'm such a broken record about it, but I think it's just never been more apparent to me how interconnected all of our systems are. And so Correct. all of these things mm-hmm. that are, you know, running the 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 miracle that is the human body, when one of them really is under is. strain or pressure or change or whatever, it's going to impact other things as well, obviously. So right. yeah. and you know what's also not fair is that increased blood sugar show has been shown to 
create more hot flashes. And a research was over with over 3,000 women over eight years of time. Higher blood sugar equals more hot flashes, regardless of weight or estrogen level. Those two things. Wow. You know, that's not fair, right? I mean, not again, fair. we're going back to our fat bears. I want to eat and I want yes. carbs. Meg, I don't want broccoli. And then alcohol, spicy foods, and caffeine. Wow. They say to cut down. I'm like, wait a minute. Those are our, those are our coping mechanisms you're taking away from us. Right. <laughs> that is completely unfair. I am not on board with any of this. Mm-hmm. I will not co-sign any of it. I rebuke I agree. all of it. <laughs> I agree. I agree, Meg. We, I am going to keep the alcohol and I'm going to keep my chips and salsa and I'm keeping my chai and my Chick-fil-A unsweetened iced tea. Those are all staying in my life. So some other things are going to have to go. And today it could be the kids, could be my husband, <laughs> could be, you know, cleaning the house. A lot of things are going to go, Meg, but those aren't. So we'll have to talk about the other ways we can yeah. help ourselves with hot flashes, except for those. <laughs> Thankfully, there are some, and I know that you and I both looked into this, some ways that we can cope, the, some things we can reach out and try. Um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, something that we didn't even talk about that specifically, I think that I was so surprised when I started having hot flashes as a 45-year-old because I associated hot flashes with being the same thing as night sweats. I have not yet had right. that. I have certainly heard women older than me in my life talk about the absolute, you know, just menace that night sweats are in terms of waking up being just, just soaked, covered in sweat. And so I like sort of was prepared like this, this is going to probably be something happening. I was not prepared for just like the random, like, you know, yeah, here at the, at the bouncy house place and all of a sudden you know, you're having a crotch flash. I was not prepared. For exactly. That. <laughs> and, and again, it's one of these things like to help guys, please make sure you're talking to your family again and make sure you're telling them the science behind it. One of the biggest goals I'm going to have for this series is that everything revolving around midlife, including menopause and all the things become normalized. And we don't keep seeing ads to fix us, to make us look young again or make us act like our bodies are young again because they're not. And so having these conversations with our family is really important so they don't think we've made it up, that there is science behind this and you need support. So, hey, guys, get your blankets because mama's putting the fans on and the air is getting cold. Deal with it. Yep. Put a sweater on. You can do it. I believe in you. Put a sweater on. (laughs) I can't keep stripping. Because I can't afford to pay for all of your therapy. So get a blanket. Right, 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 right. That's going to go. Um, Okay. Well, speaking of science and and some of the research that is behind helping women just deal with this part of life, um, one treatment that that came up for me, Mindy, in my reading, my research time and again, that I was very surprised about is hypnosis. Have you ever done hypnosis for anything kind of treatment. I didn't even see that until your notes. I have not, but Meg, I've always wanted to. Yes. I have never done it either. I know a lot of people use it in lots of different applications, everything from being able to quit smoking to changing behavior patterns to hypnobirthing and like using it in terms of um, the, you know, just the birthing process. But hypnosis has, and in this, there's 
definitely clinical trials behind this. And I'll put some of the research in links in the show notes if you guys want to go check it out yourself. But it has shown over time that there's a clinically meaningful reduction in hot flash severity and frequency when women pursue hypnotherapy. It seems to um, calm down the body's overreaction to temperature changes before it can even happen. And then sometimes that just the practice of hypnotherapy can help us once it does start to happen, we start to feel that hot sweat, you know, that hot, what did you say? I'm never going to be able to get this phrase right. Yeah, the flaming hot glowing crotch. There you go. Flaming That's hot the- glowing we'll crotch. We'll just hashtag that. <laughs> Yes. Once it starts coming on, the hypnotherapy can help calm your body's overall stress response, which is going to help reverse that raised heart rate, that rush of blood, the sweat. And so, yes, I was so surprised that actual clinical studies, first of all, have been done on this because we've talked about how how there's like this lack of attention in some of the realms of medicine. But then I was just, I was so surprised because this kind of feels like an alternative therapy, but no, like, you know, clinicians are saying, yeah, hypnotherapy can really help. Meg, I think we just found a sponsor you need to rein in and (laughs) get on board so we can get a group rate for this because (laughs) I am a hundred percent down with getting hypnotized for this, and especially if it can be Patrick Jean from The Mentalist. So if you can coordinate that, um, I'm totally game. Yeah. Another one that I was very surprised about that came up in a number of uh, articles I read is yoga. Now, research on this shows that the results are somewhat variable. There's so many different varieties and variables in the practice of yoga. But as I was looking at all of these different um, modalities of like treatment and like what could help, this was one that came up over and over again. And it was mostly like yoga for perimenopausal and menopausal women can honestly bring an overall improvement of quality of life. So it it can help with mindfulness and a mindful approach to hot flashes, but other things as well, anxiety, insomnia, um, feeling like you are having lack of flexibility. There's a lot of different things that yoga, even if you've never practiced it before, if you take up the practice, you might see a difference in your uh, the frequency and severity of hot flashes as well, which was very surprising to me. Meg, you just convinced me to do yoga. It has been something that I've <laughs> kind of kept on the fringes of trying for a while. But this, this is it. This was it. There's a there's actually a few superstars who have shared in their feed or in the group before in the superstar group. And I wrote it down. And I was like, oh, I either went to the website or the Instagram. I was like, but I still didn't do it. But all the reasons just keep keep piling up on the benefits. So. This is it. I'm adding it. I've got to do it now. I would love help for hot flashes. <laughs> Who knew? Um, and so, of course, you know, Mindy, lots and lots of people have looked at different alternative treatments, you know, things that are kind of outside of the world of the medical model, outside of prescriptions. Some of the supplements that you all maybe have heard about um, for helping with hot flashes would definitely include St. John's Wort. Um, mm-hmm. That's one that has clinically shown significant improvements in treatment groups in the research as opposed to placebo. But I will say St. John's wort is one of those supplements you absolutely should check with your doctor before you start because it can 
um, interact with other prescriptions mm-hmm. and other supplements that you may be on. So that one does seem yeah, to... Yeah, don't just start taking it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That one does seem to have a positive impact, but do check with your healthcare provider first. Another one I thought was very interesting, pollen extract. Pollen. In a very, very small study, the women who were in the study reported a 27% reduction in hot flashes as compared to a placebo when they were using pollen extract. Um, Vitamin E is one that is very, you know, a lot of people take vitamin E supplements for a variety of things. There is evidence that that can reduce the frequency of hot flashes that you might be having. Some others that I came across that have a reputation for helping that you may have heard about wild yam, dong kwai, and evening primrose oil. Those have not been studied enough is what I found in a lot of the research to say Mm -hmm. definitively, but you could maybe check with your care provider and see if it's some, so any of those are things that you can kind of check out. As we've talked about a number of times, Mindy, this is a realm of medicine and healthcare that frankly has just kind of been overlooked for so long that people either are returning to traditional treatments for it, or they're just kind of suffering in silence. Yeah. The ideas I have to share are more along the lines of support of living with them. So one, try to watch our blood sugar. Now you heard me earlier, that is not going to be my number one priority, but if I do start noticing I'm having a lot more, I need to watch my blood sugar levels. But then yeah. sleeping with rice bags that you've kept in your freezer all night. Oh, yeah. That's what's a great. nice um, way. I know other people use cooler packs or those flexible cooler wrap kind of light things. Yes. You can sleep with those. Bamboo sheets are also high on the list. Um, okay. We just got some bamboo sheets. I yeah. love them. So there's Layla bamboo. It is. It can be three degrees cooler than cotton. Oh, wow. And at night, when you're ha- when you're experiencing a hot flush, is that three deg- degrees really matters? There's also cooling sheets out there, miracle sheets. They are highly rated. You okay. look those up on Amazon. Highly rated. It's like one twenty nine per queen set, which is more than I might spend at Costco. But if it helps cool me off, I'm down for it. Yes. <laughs> so, Yes. And then, okay, these last two, I just, this is where our friends come in, right? One, y'all, when we're getting together with friends or families, it's okay to say, hey, I really need to meet inside. I don't want to do the patio if it's hot or that's good. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's okay to stand up for ourselves and make that a part of the conversation. And people may roll their eyes and laugh and you can say, I know it's frustrating. Man, our bodies are weird, Mm -hmm. but, and just move on. But so make that a part of the experience and consideration on what time of day or where you're going to meet or what you're going to do and things like that. Um, Honestly, I, I suspect that if we do that, then the other women in the group are going to be like, oh yes, thank you. You know, they're going to start chiming in and then it, again, it will become a normal conversation part of making plans with people. And then I really like that. Yeah. The last thing of course is breathable, breathable fabric is just a must. So it's time to say goodbye to polyester or whatever. Like if fabrics are not breathable, you are going to feel like a wrap sausage and it will not be a pleasant experience. It just will not. And so you've got to 
tweak your wardrobe maybe. Yes. Yes. And and like lint, like we all know Meg loves those linen pants. Those are super great yes. for flaming hot oh crotches, gosh. right? Those are great. Yeah. <laughs> so look into breathable fabric, especially for our torso. We need we need to let our bodies breathe as they react as it's reacting to this. Listen, thing. <laughs> you just gave the whole linen industry the best <laughs> gift. Like this is their new position in the market. This is your weapon against flaming hot crotch syndrome. <laughs> Wear linen. And you Amen. know what? I'm, I'm laughing, but honestly, Mindy, I have yeah. noticed, especially like in the past year, mm-hmm. I've noticed I want what I guess I would call menopause chic clothes. Like I want, I want drapey. I want natural fibers. I don't want anything constricting me anymore. Like I just, I want to just kind of like float through the day as much as I can. And I want my clothes to like be conducive to that. And Meg, I laid in bed one night and I was thinking that, and I started cracking up because I realized that's why moo's are yes. a thing. <laughs> I was just gonna say, that I'm like point. one. I am one step away from Moomoo's, and I Moomoo. don't even care because it's just like oh my god. You, you begin to understand why the older women in your life why why do Moomoo's exist? Why is there like this I, sort of hundred percent? Yes, the yes. stereotype of the even you know like uh, this past spring, a big trend on TikTok and in fashion was the um, aesthetic of the coastal grandmother, which is very flowy. It's like you know yep. oversized button up shirts and linen <laughs> pants, and it's just very soft and gentle and flowy. And I'm like, yes, please, give and me also all of breathable. Uh huh. Yes, yes, breathable. I mean, I give totally know to why now they wanted those breeze going up those legs and up yes. into the torso, like. <laughs> Amen, girl. Thank you very so much. much I feel, you know, my mom is gone, so I can't apologize <laughs> for judging her moo-moos. But now I'm like, mom, yes. I totally get it. Okay. Yes. It makes so much sense. The younger awesomes who are listening are like, that will never happen to me. Uh-huh. Just wait. <laughs> it will. It will. It'll be a variation, right? Like we should do a study on the types of moo-moos through the years. I would love to see that. <laughs> As each generation was like, no, I'm way too cool for that, but I'm going to do this. And it's pretty much the same thing. Oh my gosh. I love it. That is fantastic. Um, I do think that, you know, this is, we, we say this often, talk to your family about what's going on. And I love Mm -hmm. Mindy that you pointed out, you know, approach the science with them and say, I know it seems like, like I'm, you know, a wild woman, just hot all the time, but here's what's going on physically with my body. And also if you can find a good care provider who Mm -hmm. is going to listen to you and who's going to give you a variety of options. I know you had kind of even mentioned in our notes, some people may even want to look into hormone therapy. Which I think we're going to have like a whole separate episode yeah, conversation about. We that. really need to, and because it's a whole topic in and of itself. But that is that is something people go to, and it really works for some. But I, I really believe that we can't think of it as the um, the instant reaction and instant treatment right. because there's a lot of yes. reasons on why it won't work. So. Yeah. Yes, we didn't want you to think we were ignoring that idea, guys. It's definitely right. a part of the conversation, but Meg and I want to give it its whole episode, its own episode. Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing for sure. 
Okay. So those are some things I'm literally, you've, you've given us so many gifts already and the flaming hot crotch is definitely. Did you say gifts or gifts or gifts? Uh (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Put it in a gif form and make it a gift for everybody. (laughs) Do it, do it. This has been so good to talk about just like the hot flash aspect, what we were unprepared for, what we are actually experiencing, what we can, even if you are younger and you're listening, hopefully this will help to not only prepare you for what you may experience as you get into the midlife phase, but also to have compassion and um, empathy for the women in your life who are going through these things. So Mm -hmm. that's one thing we wanted to tackle, but that's not it. We do want to talk to you about the radical changes that happen in our skin as we hit Mm. midlife. And we're going to get to that when we come right back. Okay, friends, let's have a little gather round circle up talk with the grown up awesomes in the room because you guys, here is the deal. I am here to testify that having a pleasure practice is good for you. It can improve the quality of your sleep. It can help you de-stress, relieve pain. It definitely gives you that lit from within glow as you go about your day. But most importantly, exploring your pleasure on your own helps you get in touch with yourself and learn more about what you like. That's right. It means it leads to better sex. So check out Air, the suction vibrator from Dame Products. Air is a powerful arousal tool for fans of oral stimulation. Dame's Air creates thrilling pulses of air and a soft seal where you need it the most. So you can go all the way right away. Not only is it perfect for beginners, it's also waterproof and features five intensities and five vibration patterns so you can explore what works for you. And the best part, Dame offers hassle-free returns within 60 days. So your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. I'm here to tell you the Dame Air is one of my favorite discoveries of 2022 hands down. Go to dameproducts.com and use code awesome today for 15% off site-wide. That's code awesome to take 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. Okay, awesomes, we are back. We are continuing our midlife with Mindy and Meg conversation today. And Mindy, this was a topic that I brought to you that I wanted to talk about because Mm -hmm. no one told me that my combination skin that leaned towards being kind of oily in places for a lot of my life, suddenly, no, I have dry skin on my face and everywhere else. And I constantly have (laughs) my back itches all the time. I I remember as a child, my grandmother would always rope one of us grandkids into scratching her back for her. She'd be like, can't you come over here and scratch my back? I remember vividly, (laughs) vividly scratching my grandmother's back for her with my, you know, like little child size nails. And now I am that grandmother. I want someone to scratch my back all the time. I, I have gotten those like actual back scratcher, like back scratcher on a pole thing that you, so you can, Scratch your own back. Oh my gosh. I'm so itchy, Mindy, all the time. Oh my God. Okay. Can I can I tell you what that's called? Because yes. it's my new favorite word. Okay. <laughs> You're not gonna believe me. This is a real word. Formication. Formication. Formic- <laughs> Instead of an N, it's not fornication. It's formication. This is the real thing, Meg. It is an irritating sensation to this again. Severe itching 
or phantom itching, or it can feel you know, like ants crawling on your skin. Oh my it is gosh. A re- it's a real thing. So it's not just Whoa. the dryness, which is a whole nother thing yeah. that happens in perimenopause. But now we get to have formication. <gasps> right, yeah. So so this is related to is menopause. Correct. It is, yes. And it's not just dry skin is what you're saying. No, it's not just the dry skin. It is a, oh. um, an, a sensation that is being created by the, the hormone changes. And I yeah. didn't know it was a real thing either until prepping for this episode. My The way yeah. I've experienced it is I have felt like, like a water drop or an ant crawling near my eye and up okay. to my forehead. And I've been like for years been like, what the heck is that? Yes. And I've always been like, should I mention that to my daughter? That's kind of weird. But then I was like, no, Minnie, you're just being ridiculous. No, no, it's formication. Yep. Oh my That's gosh. That's what it is. I had That's what you're experiencing. No idea. I had no idea this was happening. It is a little bit of a relief to find out that it's an actual you're not thing. not crazy. That's right. Not crazy. You're not making it up. It's a real thing. Is it something that after like the upheaval of menopause, do you think like we get yes. to have like normal sensations in our body yeah. back? <laughs> At the end of this journey, when we yeah. when we get to the end in three to ten years, you're welcome. Then formication <laughs> yes. is supposed to stop. Yes. So I'm oh, on I'm on goodness. day 244 of my cycle. I think it's hilarious to update you every time we record. So I'm getting closer and closer to being <laughs> And the actual menopause, we'll see. But I'm looking forward to yeah. not having that weird itching. But severe itching is normal, Meg. It's a it's a real midlife. Um, oh thing. my gosh! Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like so relieved to know. And you I'm guys, relieved I wish to know you could that see her face because she really she really is like what you can like see, yes. Meg. You're like oh oh my gosh, that's a real thing. It's mm. a real thing. Mm. Others are experiencing. Mm. Yep. Yes. Okay. Well, walk us through some of the other skin issues that that come to mind as we're talking about perimenopause and menopause, mm-hmm. because it is, it, okay, the itchiness is a thing. Um, yep. Our whole like skin, you know, <laughs> what skin mm-hmm. type do you have that has changed? What are some of the things oh, we yeah. talk about when we talk about our skin issues? And that's been really difficult because like when people are like, oh, you should get a new moisturizer or face scrub or whatever. And I'm like, I don't, I just need one that says menopausal skin because yeah. it's all over yeah. the place. Um, but yes, as our estrogen drops, we can have teen skin again. So it kind of depends on, we're all going to be different with that. I started experiencing that at the beginning of this journey. I really started breaking out more, especially in the T zone and things like that. And that's where I was most susceptible as a teenager also. Um, and what we can do, and I did this is we can go, oh, I need to get formulated stuff for teen, you know, for acne. No, no. Put on Uh the brakes. Nope. Because of our change in dryness and let me go through all the lists. Um, Okay. Obviously, you probably have heard collagen. You hear that a lot on all the commercials, on all the Instagram ads. Yes. Collagen changes. Yes. So does our skin Uh thickness. Yes. So does our skin elasticity. Okay. We increase in laxity and wrinkling. And the dryness. We can see our we can see our bones and veins more easily because the skin thickness has changed and we have decreased elasticity. You know, we all know about crepe skin and and things like that. And I will tell you, Meg, I've struggled with that 
there's been two huge emotional struggles. One, the change in emotional stability. That has been very rough. Mm-hmm. But the um, crepey stuff on my neck and my arms, I've really struggled with that. I've really had some body image yes. struggles and felt too old, you know. Um, but those are all real things. Right. And what can make it worse is sun exposure. Well, guess what, Meg? I live in New Mexico at 7,000 feet in a, in a desert, basically. Yeah. And my yeah. skin is reacting. So that can happen. We lose fat in our skin. Do we lose it in our butt or our torso or our belly? No, yeah. ma'am. No, yeah. ma'am. But we do lose it in our skin. <laughs> I'm like, what the what? Um, yeah. And again, this is all prone. This is all and thanks to our hormone changes. Um, it also oh means that we are more prone to skin cancer in this season. Oh, wow. Because of these changes, our skin is not as protected. Yeah. So a lot of times people think, oh, well, you, they get skin cancer as older because of the accumulation, which is also a thing. But it can also be because we are not protecting our skin like we need to during this season where it is not naturally protected on its own. So we have got to use sunscreen every two to three hours. We need to wear a hat. We need to seek shade. We need to watch our fabric. And um, because we are more prone. I had no idea about that. That is crazy. I really didn't. I did not know that. And, you know, we kind of do have these images of women midlife and older who have on like the big mm-hmm. sun hats and they're, you know, they're kind right. of covered up at the beach. And I just always thought it was just because maybe they didn't want to show off everything as they got older, but no, uh-huh. like maybe that's just the smart thing to do. We need to be a little bit more um, intentional with our mm-hmm. sun coverage as we get older. And I did not know that either. A lot of, a lot of the awesomes are really great about skincare. That is something that I have not been great at my whole life wasn't something that was cultivated by my parents or my family and things like that. I have learned a lot from the awesomes actually on a lot of this and we have to up our game in this area. So first of all, if you are 20 something, yay, thank you for listening. Also go buy moisturizer and eye cream right now and start using them (laughs) religiously. And your your midlife self will thank you. And so we do have to do that because another thing that happens is we get um, age spots. Um, they have other terrible names that I don't even want to talk about because, mm-hmm. I mean, golly, who wants to say they have liver spots? That's the yeah. most disgusting term. I hate it so much. So I know, right? <laughs> what I am now calling them are wisdom freckles. So join me and oh, calling I like them it. that. These are, yes. these are when... I, I didn't know this, but when as we get older, our um, our age spots are created by overactive pigment cells. And guess what? UV light speeds up the production of melanin. And so as our pigment cells are not doing as great, if we're out in the sun, then we get clumps of melanin or high concentrations. And so we will create more and more wisdom freckles on herself. So again, sunscreen, hat, shade, but also let's just own those little brown and red spots. And we've earned them through the years, through our wisdom. And those wisdom freckles are beautiful. I love them. I'm going to just compliment you. If I ever see you in real life, Meg, 
It's like, gosh, I love that wisdom freckle on your arm. It's gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. I will receive that compliment with such enthusiasm. I love it. And truly, like if I could have told my 20-something self anything about skincare, I would have said, you need to start wearing sunscreen daily mm-hmm. and do it like right now. <laughs> like it's already too late. Start doing it now. <laughs> yep. Um, So let's do kind of talk about the whole aspect of different products because we're, we're talking about that. Um, Mm -hmm. There's, you know, definitely uh, there's been a renewed conversation about how do we feel about how are we engaging with this idea of anti-aging products? I feel like just in the past few years, in fact, it was five years ago that Allure magazine, which is a very popular, you know, beauty, um, Beauty and Lifestyle magazine, they decided to stop using the term anti-aging in all of its articles. Their editor-in-chief asked, how how can we be anti-living, you know? Because if you think about it, aging is a privilege. If you are aging, if you have aging skin, it means you're still alive. So Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anti-aging as a as a concept kind of doesn't it doesn't make sense if you really think about that. And so they've, they really led some industry conversations in terms of let's stop building so much marketing around this idea of anti-aging products. However, I will say, I, I thought this was really great. I found this article in Vox by a writer named Emily Stewart. And the, the title of the article is How the Anti-Aging Industry Turns You into a Customer for Life. And she writes, we've learned to pretend to celebrate older women, but we haven't learned to accept what happens naturally to their skin. We celebrate Mm -hmm. older women, but not the unintervened upon Mm -hmm. face. This fuels a multi-billion dollar cosmetic and skincare industry dedicated to helping people, mainly women, stay young or rather try to look it. And then she says, she goes on to say that the anti-aging market grew from 3.9 billion in 2016 to 4.9 billion in 2021 in the US alone. And that the global anti-aging market went from $25 billion to nearly $37 billion being spent worldwide in 2021. Wow. So yeah, it's definitely a whole industry. And there's a lot of different ways that we can look at this. And listen, Mindy, as you know, I've talked many times on here about products that I'm loving that are meant to kind of help keep my skin looking younger as long as I can. Right. But if you think about it from like a more feminist, like more woman forward way, clearly, for the most part, men in our age group are not spending the money or the mental energy on looking younger the way women are, right? Mm -hmm. They're really not because they are given that grace in our culture to age well, so to speak, or just men are always like, oh, they're aging so well. Like, are they, they're aging well because you're you're letting them, you're letting them age. You're not telling us, telling them that they need to still look like 20 somethings. Exactly. Exactly. And the other side of that coin, I think too, is that we do live in a culture where ageism is a real thing. And we've talked on in our series even about how women begin to feel more invisible as they age. And so until our culture, especially Western culture, which tends to be a little bit more harsh, I think about (laughs) women and aging until it shifts its thinking, we may feel like we need to resist our skin aging 
to continue to be actually just like seen and, and looked to and respected in the workplace or in our communities or in our social dynamics. So it really creates kind of a conundrum, right? Like we, if you have conflicted feelings about using products to, you know, try to keep the youth in your skin, you're not alone. Cause I'm very conflicted about it. I cannot wrap this up in a bow because that's me. I'm very conflicted. No, we can't because we're, yeah, because we're women in America and women in America are taught from a young age on what is beautiful and every movie, like if you do the research on women with their co-stars in the age difference, it's shocking Mm -hmm. and who is, who is okay to be a lead, a leading lady um, and all of those things. And I struggle. My mom had an eye job. And I remember thinking at that time, um, I think I was in my late 30s. I don't remember now. But um, I remember thinking, Mom, come on. You don't need that. Oh, and guess what? Yeah. Five years ago, maybe 10, I was like, oh, I totally get it. <laughs> like, yes. I 100%. I have bags. They they won't go away. I've done the research. It's a genetic thing. Hydration helps. But if you look, Meg, it's very fascinating. Once I got fixated in an unhealthy way on this, that there mm-hmm. are no products promised to get rid of bags because they can't. So they'll say, we'll help they wrinkles or we'll help dark circles. Mm-hmm. But the only way to help bags is is to be young <laughs> and, yes. and to not age. I, I want to keep aging though, Meg. I, I, I want to be here. <laughs> so, um, and then yeah. surgery. and. It's a real mm-hmm. struggle. I, I'll be um, fully honest. I just had, um, I just had a nose job, and mm-hmm. it was medical. Like I couldn't breathe through my nose, and um, and my doctor was like, "Let's make sure you can breathe." I was like, "Yes, please, mm-hmm. let's do that." Um, yeah. But then, as we were working, I said a comment, a derogatory comment about myself, and she said, "Well, let's get back to that in a minute." And she went back and Meg, I think I've always thought of plastic surgeons as like these money hungry, negative people that are going to be like, you are so ugly. Let me fix this and this and this as soon yeah. as you walk in. Yeah. And now granted, she's an ENT surgeon. So she's not, you know, running an office for a plastic surgery kind of a thing. So I don't know. But I will tell you, Mike, I, I had that preconceived notion about her, but she told me how she was going to fix things so I could breathe. And she said, well, Let's go back to that comment you said about yourself. Tell me about that. Um, why do you think that? Mm-hmm. How long have you thought that? What what feeds into that? Like it was practically therapy. Like I started crying. I was yes. like, oh my gosh. And I told her and she said, well, I can fix those three things like while I'm there. And I was like, what? <laughs> and, she, and she was so kind, but she said, you don't need this. It's optional. So it would be mm-hmm. an add-on. She said, but Mindy, you're already in. The surgery, you're already, you know, everything is getting paid for Mm -hmm. so you can breathe. And if you want to pay for these other little things, you can't. And I decided to do it. And then I went home and cried because then I felt like, like you said, I was conflicted. I was like, am I judging myself? Am I being too harsh? And all these things. And the truth is I have a bone disorder and a few other things that have have added to that. And I had surgery when I was 17 for a lot of things. And it kind of changed what my nose was like. And I decided to do it. But my husband, again, with the men thing, he was like, why do you want to do this? And I told him, I've been called a witch my whole life. I've been picked on. I've been da, da, da. He says, you know, I don't 
I don't see that. I don't, I don't think you need it. And I was like, I know, but then I'm crying because you really want to do it. And you? I said, I do. And yeah. he said, okay, but I, it's, I want you to understand. I don't think you need it. Yeah. I don't think anyone in your life thinks you need it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want you to think now this is the door that I'm going to enter to go start quote, fixing things on me, fixing everything because I'm yeah. aging. And I was like, I get it. Uh huh. Yeah. And, and so I have, you know, I've, I've been okay, but Meg, I won't deny that every once in a while that little, well, let's just call her like from our first segment, that little wench that's pushing all the buttons. And she's also getting on the microphone and saying, you're not attractive anymore. You have, you look yep. like an old lady, blah, blah, blah. And when did looking like an old lady become a negative thing? Right. I don't, I don't know how that happened or when, but I realized that's a, that's not great. And so I have had to be like, okay, Paul, I promised you I wouldn't get an eye job. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but it is an everyday struggle here in America. Yeah. yeah. I do think a lot of it is so culturally bound. I do think that, well, I know that there are cultures around the world where um, to be older, to be aged, to even have skin that reflects that is revered and it's honored and it's, you know, it's built into your experience of life. I definitely think that we're, our yeah. culture is on the other end of the spectrum. And I thought it was so interesting too, you know, we've, we've made such a big deal about how great, for example, JLo looks in her fifties and she does look amazing, but it's ironic because we're celebrating her for not for being gorgeous and being beautiful, but for not looking like she's, oh, you don't look like other 50 year olds, you know? Um, And and the things that JLo has access to, to keep herself looking young are not what most Mm -hmm. women on this planet have access to. So on the one hand, yeah, we're, you know, as our celebrities are getting older, we're celebrating and like, oh yeah, they look so great out there doing this and that, but then still, they're still coded in that messaging of like, JLo looks so great because she does not look like a 50-year-old woman. Yep. And that that's just a really, that's a really big battle, y'all, that we all, you know, are facing. So as we mentioned things that you can do to help your skin, what Meg and I don't want you to hear from us is do these things so you right. look younger. Do these things so you don't look your age. That's not, that is yeah. not Meg and I's heart at all. And um, we just want to help take care of our skin. And slow down some of the process that is normal. And the reason we want to slow it down is not so that we look younger, but because it will help our skin be healthier. So we will be less prone to skin cancer. We will be less prone to taking longer to heal. Like it takes longer to heal as our skin ages because of the loss of the thickness and the elasticity and all these things. So that's what we're, that's what we're encouraging. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And you know, uh, with a, an audience of thousands and thousands of women, obviously there's going to be women who are listening who have done some things to fix that, to, you know, kind of get a little tune up on that. And, you know, I obviously want to say too, whatever you are doing that is bringing awesome into your life, if that means going to your dermatologist or a, mm-hmm. um, a cosmetic surgeon or whatever, that's and that's genuinely bringing more joy into your life, more fulfillment, whatever that is meaningful to you. We would not, we're not here to shame that either. We're just, we're saying like, this is such a natural phase of life that every woman who has ever <laughs> lived on this planet has 
seen their skin change over time and has grappled with you know, what, what does this mean about who I am as a person? Certainly in our modern culture, it, it brings up a lot more um, sort of mental engagement with it probably than in years past. But it's, we just, our biggest heart for this whole series is to normalize yes. the conversation and to just share with you where we are. And I think Mindy and I both are saying we're, we're pretty conflicted about this, but yeah, I did have a really great conversation. Katie Cobb and I with a group of ladies once on her back patio and one of them said, Oh gosh, I have done such and such and such and such. And I hope you guys don't think I'm, and I was like, Oh girl, no, go you. <laughs> I said, And we had a conversation about as long as you're in an um, emotionally healthy place, mm-hmm. as long as it's not costing your family to not be able to eat or, you know, all of these things, if it's in your budget, y'all, I will go ahead and say, I probably, if it was in our budget and wouldn't be a blink, I'd probably go get that eye job. <laughs> and would I regret it later? I don't know, Meg, maybe. Um, but yeah, it's all about where we are in our head. Yes. Right? And we want our headspace to be healthy. And then let that kind of flow out and and show through our skin. Honestly, yeah. I think that is the best thing is to, before we make any like radical changes, to check in with where we are in our mindset about who we are, what our values are. I know as I think about older women yeah. in my life, never once have someone's wrinkles or crepey skin distracted me from like being in a relationship Mm-mm. and you know, loving them and being so grateful for their presence in my life. And our culture, you know, places so much value on the external. But when it comes down to the day-to-day relationships, like if, you know, one of my best friends was like, oh my gosh, I just can't hardly stand how wrinkled I am. I genuinely would be like, what wrinkles? What are you even talking about? Like, that's not what we genuinely focus on in relationship. And so kind of doing that mindset check-in, I think can be really helpful. And maybe it's something that you even go and talk to a counselor or somebody about to kind of check where you are. Um, because these are real issues. I, in no way do we want to invalidate people's experience of it. These are real. Um, we just want you to know that we're, we're right there with you grappling through it. And yeah, so like we said, that is definitely the most important thing, Meg. Um, there are some things we can do to take care of our skin. So these ideas are not to turn back time. That is not what I'm saying. Um, right. You need to take care of our skin to keep it healthy and help help as it ages stay healthy. So one, a humidifier. Like I saw that all over the place. Yes. Unless- Florida or New Orleans or Slidell where I grew up, you don't need you don't need a humidifier, but a humidifier can really help moisturize, moisturize, moisturize every day, every morning, yes. every evening. That is not a routine that I have developed, like I said earlier. But I have been following Jamie B. Golden's routine for a while and stopped after my nose surgery for various reasons. And now I'm picking it back up. Mm-hmm. She has a really great 10 step thing. That's fabulous to just pick up and start doing. And I like actually had to tape it on my mirror. Okay. What do I do next? Because yeah, as silly as it is too, I'm a newbie on doing all these things. Hydrate y'all. We need to drink more water. Um, I'm guilty of it, especially if you live in a dry area. If you live in a part of the country, Arizona or high elevations, you need to drink more. Um, and think of it as taking care of your skin. We can take fewer baths and showers. They said that was another way to help take care of our skin more. We can dry our skin out the more we use soaps and things. So 
um, just not doing that as often can help our skin. And then use a milder soap. It's not just because we're getting older. A milder soap is better for our skin. And then we said earlier, Meg, shade, hat, sunscreen. And this is one that I really struggle with. And we talked about having an episode on sometime is sleep. We need to get more sleep. Now, (laughs) that's almost laughable, but uh, we need to try, right? And so if that means you do a little power nap, do it. And then there are two ingredients that we should be looking for to help our skin, and I can't pronounce them, so I'm going to let Meg talk to you about those. Well, I know the biggest one is hyaluronic acid, which is a skin yes. plumper. I mean, it's not a, it's not going to permanently yep. plump your skin back up, but what it does is it kind of just like temporarily. And so if you couldn't find a moisturizer, um, CeraVe is a line that you can get at the drugstore that a lot of it uh, very dermatologist approved. And a lot of them, you can look on the bottle and see if it has hyaluronic acid in it, all different kinds of products. Um, and I think another one, salicylic acid, I feel like, um, yes. is one that people yes. look to. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's just, it's not going to permanently change your skin, but temporarily maybe give you a little boost that you're looking for. All right. Well, Mindy, this conversation, as always, all of our midlife conversations, so helpful to me. I hope, and I actually already know because we've heard so much great feedback, so helpful for the awesomes. If people want to track you down to have more conversations about this or other topics, where's the best place that we can find you all around the web? The best place to find me is on Instagram. I'm pretty active over there. It's grateful for grace on Instagram. Okay. And we will have that linked in the show notes for you guys. If you want to find me on social media, you can find me at Sorta Awesome Meg in all of the places. If you want to find the show, we are at Sorta Awesome Show wherever you are, whatever platform you're on. We would love to have you join us in one of our social media communities. If you're talking about the show on social media, give us a little hashtag, hashtag Sorta Awesome, so we can connect with you and hear what you have to say. So, Mindy, again, As always, thank you so, so much for your time, your wisdom, and the energy that you bring to our midlife series. Thanks for having me, Meg. I love chatting with you. This has been great. So fun. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.